was a leak in the boiler room. The poor, the lame, the blind. Who were the ones that we kept in charge? Killers, thieves, and lawyers. God's away, God's away, God's away on business, business. God's away, God's away, God's away on business, business. Welcome to the Armageddon and Retrospect podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about leaving the Jehovah's Witnesses. And specifically, I'm just thinking about some of the great benefits there are to leaving. Probably too numerous to cover in a brief episode, but I just want to think about this a little bit. And then I'm going to do a follow-up episode on difficulties and challenges about leaving Um, because there are disappointments on the road, as there is in all aspects of life. But today, let's just talk about the joys, the happy, clappy stuff, rainbows, unicorns. Because um, overall, obviously, I would recommend anybody to leave if that's what they want. And there's a lot of good through the process, so much good, actually. It outweighs um, all of the grief and problems that will be faced. So I think the easiest way to sum it up is freedom. And everything else I'm going to mention falls under that umbrella. When you are a Jehovah's Witness, they very much are trying to control your life. And even if you're pushing back against it, some do, you will find that uh, the pressure is always there. Obviously, there's just social pressure and the pressure of the belief system, the indoctrination. And it's often referenced in the XJW community as well as other kind of high control groups uh, that have ex-members is the BITE model by Stephen Hassan. Uh, BITE stands for behavior, information, thoughts, and emotions. And those are things that uh, some groups try to control. And definitely that's present in the Jehovah's Witnesses. That's why it's referenced. So your goals, your desires, uh, your friendships, your even your material possessions, how you're supposed to think and feel about certain things, what you're supposed to watch and listen to, and so on and so forth, uh, there's constant pressure to conform to their standard and uh, just going to read a brief paragraph uh, from a recent study article in the Watchtower, 2020, July Watchtower, page 2. And the article is titled, Do Not Think More of Yourself Than Is Necessary. And the first paragraph says, We humbly submit to Jehovah's standards, realizing that Jehovah always knows what is best for us. Humility moves us to put Jehovah's will above our own and to consider others superior to us. As a result, we enjoy good relationships with Jehovah and fellow believers. And then paragraph 2 continues, If we are not careful, though we could be influenced by people in Satan's system who are proud and selfish. So um, that's the constant thought process that really doing anything for yourself uh, or pursuing your own desires, goals, means, is proud and selfish. 
that's just how it goes. You're not being humble. You're not conforming. And it's interesting. I'm just going to scroll down because uh, there's two paragraphs about marriage. And I think it uh, is kind of like one area of life, obviously, but it sums up the thought process. And I'm just going to start in paragraph, middle of paragraph three now in this article. Some find that they are constantly fighting with their spouse, and they may conclude that they were just not meant for each other. If they have been influenced by the world, they will be quick to think that divorce is the answer. They will feel that the most important thing is to be good to themselves. Uh, of course, um, they're just completely dismissing the fact that people do try to save marriages, that there are family therapists, marriage counselors in the world that have that specific aim. But that just gets passed over and they just do this. Oh, no, the world, they just immediately tell you to throw in the towel. Uh, not true. I'm sure it happens in some cases, obviously. But for the most part, I don't think most people just want to immediately give up. Okay, so he, uh, here, I'm just going to read the next paragraph, paragraph four. And then you'll kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. Um, we must avoid becoming dissatisfied with our marriage. We realize that the only scriptural grounds for divorce is sexual immorality. So when faced with the tribulation that Paul wrote about, we would not want to let pride cause us to begin wondering, is this marriage fulfilling my needs? Am I getting the love I deserve? Would I find greater happiness with another person? Notice the focus on, and this is in bold letters, self in those questions. The wisdom of the world would tell you to follow your heart and to do what makes you happy, even if that means ending your marriage. Godly wisdom says you should not look out only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. Jehovah wants you to preserve your marriage, not to end it. He wants you to think of him first, not yourself. And by him, Jehovah, of course, throughout this article, they say, okay, well, you know, Jehovah, we are his representatives on earth. So in turn, you submit to us because we are revealing his will to you. So it's an interesting thought process if we can kind of bounce back to what I was talking about earlier now. That's, uh, again, it's just on marriage, but it kind of captures the idea of the fact that they constantly want you to sacrifice yourself on the altar of the watchtower. Put yourself aside, put yourself down, and then once you kind of get convinced of that thought process, then they can build in a structure within you engineer personality that conforms to what they want and strip away your freedoms. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Okay. So as you wake up, uh, as the expression goes, or you realize what exactly you're a part of, you can start stripping away those layers of control, stripping away those bits and pieces that they've put in you through indoctrination through the teachings, um, through the social pressure and all those mechanisms. And this is where we can talk about joy, the joys of leaving, the joys of freedom. One of the joys is you can actually take care of your self, your mental health. Uh, that paragraph I just read is trying to reinforce the idea that you shouldn't think of yourself. You shouldn't think of you. You shouldn't follow your heart. But when you leave, you can actually take care of yourself. You can take care of your mental health. You can look for information about it. 
you can pursue real help. And by real help, I mean professional help if you need it. You can see a therapist, a psychologist. Uh, those things aren't forbidden in the organization, but they're just definitely frowned upon because they think, why would you go to a, uh, quotes here, worldly person for advice? Because, again, referencing that article I just read, they say the world gives you bad advice. They tell you to, to be proud and selfish. But you can pursue that now. You can actually take care of your mind. And part of that, I think, part of mental health is following your heart, obviously. And part of it uh, is saying what's true for you and letting other people know that and having that freedom, again, to um, really just come into your, yourself. Be uh, I hate to use all the catchphrases about authenticity and all of that, but it's really true. It's really true. That's why they're um, you know, general advice that people give. So you can find another level of mental health. Uh, and it's difficult. It's challenging because obviously we all have baggage. And then you have the baggage of the uh, Jehovah's Witness upbringing or religion as well. So sort through the baggage. Uh, look for a measure of mental health, happiness. That's one of the joys that comes from leaving. It's something that I've done. It's something I need to continue to do. Um, with therapy and reading as much as possible on the topic. Another one is, and this goes with mental health, sexual health. Why not? Of course. Uh, I, I did a brief episode about masturbation. I've made comments about it. There's uh, so much shame and guilt. Uh, you know, there's already enough cultural taboos surrounding the topic. So when then you layer on top of that the the Jehovah's Witness views on it, and it's just a whole other layer of negative feelings about yourself, about sex. And you can start to work through that. You can kind of clean away all that, that guilt, all that shame, um, secrecy, all those things that makes for an unhealthy relationship with sex and uh, enjoy it whatever that looks like for you. The other thing is uh, another joy is being able to pursue whatever hobbies, sports, new activities you want to, and to really be able to throw yourself into them. Uh, they try to constantly warn you off of too much recreation or becoming distracted with different hobbies because they want you focused on what you can do for the watchtower, the organization. They, so they constantly harp on things. Yeah, you can play sports, but they use a scripture. Uh, bodily training is beneficial for a little, but you really need to be focusing on your godly training. Uh, <laughs> and so when you let go of, again, that layer of control, uh, it's almost you can almost be overwhelmed by all the options, the things you can choose. But it's really awesome to just be able to say, I want to try this. Uh, I want to try this different sport or this activity and really just throw yourself into it if that's what you want to do. Uh, and there's no, again, the restrictions are gone of what type of activity that is or how much time you want to invest in it. Another joy, you can have a varied group of friends with different beliefs and opinions. 
Jehovah's Witnesses are obviously individuals in a way. Uh, they have different personalities, but typically um, a lot of your conversation and your common ground revolves around your activity in the organization uh, and the beliefs. So you could just spend hours just talking about um, a publication or something you read in the Bible and the uh, Watchtower's interpretation of what you read in the Bible or the convention program that you just listened to or saw, all these things. Um, but there's the same core beliefs and opinions for everybody in the organization. And it's very, very rare that you find people that break out of that mold within the organization to talk about other topics at any length. That's just been my experience. So you leave and you can have people with different religious beliefs, different political views, um, all kinds of different thoughts and backgrounds and sexual orientation and just anything. It just, you know, it's, and you can build this kind of this uh, beautiful group of fucking weirdos in your life. <laughs> you know, no offense to any of my friends, but hey, it's just, I love the fact that it's just a group of um, kind of a weird, eclectic mix of wonderful people. Uh, so you, you just embrace that. Embrace the variety and the differences in people and, and what in on, in on any level. It, you know, if, if it's if they're a good person and you genuinely care for them, just enjoy it. It's just, it's awesome. It's awesome just having people that are completely different than you, but they get along with well. Okay, another joy. You can properly educate yourself. Now, for some people when they leave, that means that they uh, might even go to college or pursue an actual education. Great. That's something maybe that was held back from them when they were a Jehovah's Witness because higher education is so frowned upon. So if that's your choice, great. I get that. But there's also different levels. Uh, personally, when I left, I considered college. I definitely did. And I still consider it to this day. But circumstantially, it didn't necessarily work out. But there's plenty of different forms of education. You can, you know, educate yourself through books, through videos, through blogs, whatever it is. There's so many means. And for me personally, um, books on philosophy, science, culture, history, um, there's so many gaps in your knowledge if you're raised a Jehovah's Witness. And if you were homeschooled at some point like I was, there's <laughs> even larger gaps. So fill in those gaps if that interests you. Fill in those gaps. I think you'll just find there's so much joy in learning. That's just my opinion. Um, so educate yourself. Another one is just being able to handle your financial life and your career however you want. If uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses are constantly telling you to keep a simple eye, uh, don't worry about the next day, don't really, you know, they don't say you can't plan for the future. They'll tell you, yeah, you should plan a little bit for the future. But, and there are some uh, Jehovah's Witnesses who are wealthy or successful business people. So that's not the point I'm trying to make. But there is constantly like pressure to um, 
continue to simplify your life. You know, if you have a house, can you sell your house? Can you sell that house and be a pioneer, a full-time preacher for us? Uh, if you have two cars, could you go to one car and free up some money for this and, and so on and so forth. And when you leave, you can actually think about how you want your life to look financially and materially. And also you have more freedom as far as the career you want to choose. And there's a great joy in that. There's a great joy in, I had found for myself, even though I haven't changed careers or changed my business, I am no longer just working part-time and trying to survive with it. I can actually throw myself into the business. I can think about how to grow the business. Uh, I can think about, uh, yeah, just, the, it's almost like life design, right? Again, it's just that freedom. And part of life design is your financial freedom creating financial freedom. So it's just cool to be able to, and I really enjoy just being able to think about like, how do I want this to go? What do I want this to look like? What do I need to do? And um, yeah, it's just it's, enjoy that process. All these things I'm mentioning, those are just a few things I wanted to mention um, that I found I've thought about. Um, <clears throat> I hope that uh, wherever you're at in this process, that you're finding happiness uh, I know that it takes time and it's an ongoing uh, transition and ongoing process to kind of untangle all the things that have been put in our, our heads and in our hearts but as you do so try to enjoy that process really try to enjoy it and embrace it um, and I just again I think you can through all the pain and the suffering that you'll probably go through leaving. Uh, just write down the little things just that that are good. Just take time to focus on those. And I think you'll find that it makes the process just a little bit easier and it makes life definitely better. So that's the episode for today. Uh, next episode, again, I will be back. And I just want to talk about uh, some of the challenges, I guess, or disappointments I've faced after leaving. So thanks for listening. Feel free to reach out to me, armageddonpodcast at gmail.com or on through Instagram at armageddonpodcast. There's a leak in the boiler room, the poor, the lame, the blind. Who are the ones that we kept in charge? Killers, thieves, and lawyers. God's away, God's away. So we own business, business. God's so way, God's so way.